Welcome, boys and girls, to Danny Car Podcast. Episode 1, I'm joined by Mike Hall. Hello, everyone. Co-founder of the well-known Glasgow film crew, writer, filmmaker, political mind extraordinaire. <laughs> and we're going to talk about the most boring subject in the world today, but try and make it a bit interesting. Politics. Yeah. Well, why do you think people think of it as the most boring subject? You know, I don't know. You know, it's something I'm glad you asked. I've always wondered why, because I've always found it quite interesting. I haven't always found it interesting. When I was about 15, I didn't get a toss. Yeah. But afterwards, I thought, I think I could get into this. Uh, I think it's uninteresting to people because it's mainly these white, middle class, old... And you know, people you don't think you've got any connection with. Yeah. At all. People don't feel represented. Oh, I don't anyway. I know that much. I, I can't see any. Maybe in Scotland we've got a bit more representation, but still, I see so many people just want to turn that off right away. Yeah, they, I think I think politics. that's part of, part of, part of what they do on purpose. Like they want to make it boring. They want to make it like, oh, this isn't something like you regular Joes have to deal with. Yeah, this right. is only for us highfalutin political types. We understand what's going on, mm-hmm. so you don't have to. We'll just make these statements that seem like they make sense, but they actually don't, and pretend we know what we're doing, when actually we're just, you know... No, you're right, you're right. and I think that's... It's a smokescreen. I think that's why there's language as well with politicians. They've got their own sort of language, which is quite easy to turn off yeah. when they, they just start going on this sort of drone of information overload they're not really saying anything yeah. just talking it, it happens talking. in the law as well like the, the the way that things are expressed in, in in legal terms that other lawyers know it's almost like they've invented a secret code but they're often talking about stuff that like you would understand if you just knew the words aye, aye, sure. so it's it's kind of a way of keeping it to themselves and stopping so that you know you have to be a lawyer in order to do it because you have to know the right yeah, words to sure. say and things. It's, it's, uh... it's the same thing as that like um, you have to kind of learn the political, the way things work in politics as it is before mm. you can even engage in that conversation. And that puts a lot of people, oh, like, puts a lot of, it, yeah, it makes it difficult for the average person to get involved in politics because they, they don't really get it, you know? Mm. And it's made worse by the fact that um, the arguments, the arguments that are made are not uh, based on real issues quite often they take an issue and they like discuss it in a very narrow way and, and give you like two options that are pretty much identical mm-hmm. and and people are like this is just arguing about the nitty-gritty yeah. you know it's it's not really it's not anything big picture but it's, that's kind of a, a problem with the system as well like, for sure it's the smokescreen it's a smokescreen sort of pantomime show yeah uh, for instance so the night for the, the first episode here tonight is the night of the local council elections yeah and um, I feel. Did you vote? I did. I voted, but I feel that it's going to be a pretty low turnout. I don't know why. I just don't. I don't. I feel that people are disconnected with the council elections, and I feel they're more. Yeah, they're, they're not that connected with the general election, but uh-huh. uh, council elections. I think you can even remove it even more. Yeah, I think that's true as well. Um. People think oh, it's just the council elections. It's yeah. it's not 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 as important as the big stuff. But but actually, in the council elections is when your vote has the most power, because mm. like uh, the pool of people that you're up against is is you know you're going to have a bigger fraction of impact on the outcome than you do in a general election yeah. or or in a, a European Parliament election. 
So why do you think people just don't give a fuck? You know, they just don't care. It's not um, it's not how we're taught to think about things. So, I guess tr- traditionally, like people think people think tribally, and that tends to to encourage this kind of sense of community. You care about the people that are near you and and that know you and and stuff. And that's kind of how humans are by default. And like, you'll know who to go for to go to in your community with particular problems. But um, what governments tend to try to do is co-opt that feeling you have of community and say like, the community that you're part of is the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. And it's it's unrealistic, yeah. obviously, because that's not a community. There's millions of us here. Right. Like you can't you can't know all those people you can't hang out with all those people you can't like rely on those people personally because you're never so do, do you think there's a way uh, you know like you see instead of having say three votes well there won't be many on the European elections coming up right enough but you know it, it, would it be easier for us to lump them on together you know, so maybe you get your council elections on the same day as you do your general election uh, why should we split them up like this or is it well I don't know I Splitting them up gives you like more time. As well, I mean, it would be a lot for people to handle to do them all at the same time. I guess a lot of things changing at once. Mm. How do you know. feel about the turnout? Do you think it will be good or bad for the council elections? Yeah, we'll have to see. I guess the predictions were showing that there's likely to be Labour losing a lot of council yeah. seats, but like some of them going to the Greens but others going the other direction and going yeah. to Tories or Lib Dems. Like I think that's the most disturbing thing about the... Not just you believe that cancel- Scots are going back to the Tories? Like I don't even know Scots were ever really... As far as I'm aware, you know, we never... It's really sad. The Tories are going to become the second party in Scotland. It feels like that. It feels that much. You know, I'm, I'm hoping, though, I hope. But, you know, you're looking at England, and I'm so disappointed in my English brothers and sisters... So disappointed because for many years I thought they were left wing and sort of you know Labour the the home of Labour as well as as well as Scotland and England were there and the at the last general election I watched it the the vast majority of England just turned completely Tory and uh, the rest sort of floated to UKIP and it really saddened me you know, I feel disconnected for English people uh, the English voting people. Uh, yeah. But that, to me, it, 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 does, it does blow my mind. I can't believe yeah, there, it. Yeah, there's, there's kind of... People get are getting sucked into this mainstream narrative. So there's there's a, an idea of what's going on that's being presented by the Conservative Party. And, and that's being echoed by BBC News and Sky News, and they're kind of helping to support the presentation of this... Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they're helping to support the presentation of this view of what's going on in the country and it's incredibly distorted because it's not mm. it's not based on truth it's based on how they want to spin what people already know mm-hmm. so it's like the few the facts that people have latched onto um you know and and that's why you're going to hear tons of what we do hear tons of talk about security and defense and stuff like we need to keep the country secure and, and that's 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 fascist rhetoric like that's that's i mean we're not this country is not an in any danger of imminent invasion or war really yeah the the worst thing we have to worry about is these terrorist attacks that don't get me wrong being attacked by um, no, I agree. I agree terrorists being is, 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 is kind of horrible but like yeah. four people die or five people die two people die like 
it's not really the same as being at war where hundreds die, maybe thousands die, maybe more. You I know? feel that people are willingly ignorant to watching people. You hear numbers uh, in the news that a bombing has went half abroad. And, you know, you hear the numbers, they don't really seep in. But if one person over here gets killed, it's big news all day long. It's quite easy to, to yeah, and overlook it's, that. Yeah, because people think of those people as Britons, as members of their community. Yeah, more so than anybody true, else. Right? Like, I mean, they're yeah, and they're not more so than anybody else. They're ju- you, mm-hmm. anyone else, everyone else in the world is just That's as much your brother right. as, as somebody, you know, that, that died in a bombing in London. Mm-hmm. Um, I totally agree. I think it's and to say like I mean this is this is a problem and we've got this through they associate this patriotism with it with our nation state like like because of this level of government exists and that's kind of acknowledged throughout the world that that we kind of owe that some kind of allegiance and that's not really that's not really democratic. It's not because it's not really putting the power in individual people's hands then, it's saying this one's giving this one system authority. Mm. Do you feel that um, the terror alert is an is example? It, it, it's sort of ramped up just to cause us alert? Because I'll tell you what happened. That I had lost my phone and I went into the local police station, not to be named. <laughs> I went into the local police station and the terror alert had went up. I think it was at Amber or something like that. You know, right. And it tells you in your local out, police out station... What? Uh, I, I, know, I don't know the ranking system. I can, I'll find Is it. Is it just red, amber, green? Uh, it's, it's a, it's a colour-coding system. Um, but I noticed that it, it went up. It, it's risen. And this is in Springburn, right? And I'm, I'm looking about, going, where the hell is all these terrorists? Where's the Islamic Caliphate coming up the road? Or where's the you know Unibomber? It, it doesn't feel like there's terrorism going on in Springburn. Yeah. But you go into Springburn Police Station and you're told... Be extra vigilant, yeah. folks. They're coming to get you. Yeah, yeah. That's the rhetoric that's been given to yeah. us. It's like be constantly scared that you're going to get bombed by terrorists, and and they make it so so easy, so easy as well. Like, so this is obviously one thing that that it's known that powerful people can do to uh to to keep poorer people yeah. in line is is put in these yeah divide them in certain ways, mm-hmm. and we have minority population of. Uh, Muslim people, brown Middle Eastern people, and they're kind of being associated heavily in our media and what's going on with this prevailing idea that there are terrorists everywhere, which which is not really even true at all. Like, I mean, the the amount that you talk about terrorism is almost inversely proportional as to how much danger the country is actually in. Absolutely. And especially, they, in <laughs> especially in Springfield. Especially in Springfield. And the only, the only thing that's actually creating a, a problem that's actually making it so that we should be a little bit worried is the fact that there is so much anti-Muslim sentiment like based on the idea of terrorism. The fact that like somebody gets yelled at, at gets called a terrorist in the street just because of the colour of their skin mm. is going to make them more likely to be a terrorist. Like, uh, sure. As opposed to in a country where everybody's just accepting of everybody and... Mm. Nobody worries about you know. Nobody's pushed to feel isolated and mm-hmm. and separated. No, I agree. Yeah, it's funny you bring it up because it's a. Uh, I was just for the last the last few days. I've been sort of nine eleven has been coming up a lot recently, um, and sixteen years ago now that has been. And to me, nine eleven changed this world dramatically. It just 
you know, not necessarily the people that died in the towers. That event changed the entire feel of this world. Well, it felt, you know, things were bad. Things were always sort of shady. But this new sort of new wave of um, fear was spread. Yeah. And it was very easily implemented. Because if, if you're a New Yorker and you see a skyscraper that you might be working in get blown up, you're going to be frightened. You're going to be confused. And at the time, nobody knew it was yeah. today with that was a really great day for for governments all over the world because sure. because it's like hey look somebody this big um, media this big like you know this thing that you see on TV that is the wonder of the US the mm -hmm. spectacle and it's been dramatically shattered it's a it's a great tool for sowing seeds into people of 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 fear and resentment and and they very quickly capitalized it by like invading countries that. Iraq. <laughs> yeah, Iraq and then Afghanistan and I guess eventually Pakistan slightly. Aye, but only because of the, uh, at some point, had to actually connect it to Osama Aban, bin Laden, uh, yeah, who yeah. presumably had been in Pakistan the entire time, and they just used this as an excuse to invade a couple other countries along the way. It works great. For governments, it, it works great. Because it either, it's either what people think, you know, it's, it's either this giant conspiracy that, you know, the Bush administration and the bin Laden family had something to do which is terrifying in its own way, right. or it's either one of the most perfectly coordinated terrorist attacks in American history. So both of them are scary, but the government, like, either way, it suits the government to have both, because if you think your government can do that to you and do all that, that's scary enough. Yeah. And if you think those people want to blow you up, that's pretty freaky too. I, 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 you know, I wouldn't go so far as to say that they caused it. Um... I don't think I don't I don't think it was an inside job at all. You think what it was pure, pure, pure intelligence. I mean, the intelligence. No, memo. I just I mean I, I I genuinely don't think that it is as difficult as people think it is to do something like that. You can really screw things up if you really want to. It's just that people aren't people aren't actually as insane as 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 you know people want them to be. Like, I mean, you you you're seeing it happen all the time now in America. Anyway, people are going with guns and shooting sure. up clubs and schools and things like that. Like, um, it's it's a similar idea to that. It was just being done by people outside of the country. To me, when I watch it, it, it was it. I believe that, and I and I believe it happened. I, I feel it all happened. There's no certainly you know, a lot of people think it was a whole thing's a joke, but I think it was a, a terrorist attack. Um. But I can't even rule out the Bush administration for having it. But isn't it insane? Like how much people have talked about that incident, and in the meantime, there's been a civil war in in Syria, and like uh, a third of their uh, civilians forget, have been forget, displaced at least. They're brown people, mate. <laughs> right? We don't talk about the brown people, okay? That's not you don't do that. You just don't care about the brown people. Yeah, but like we, we haven't. There's a lot more people dead, and a lot more violence, and a lot more like. Things of historical significance being destroyed, sure. and a lot more. Well, the cradle of civilization has just been turned into rubble. Yeah. You know, and uh, how do we compare that to like a couple of skyscrapers got knocked down? Like, really, it's it's nothing. But it had so much bigger impact in people's consciousness, mm -hmm. and it's because of like. It was a know, great show. The, you know, yeah. every news channel had it gone. They were all watching live at the time. Most days you can remember where we were, and it really got to the public imagination. Whereas, if a bomb goes off in Syria tomorrow, you won't see it on telly, and it won't be on the news for twenty-four. I mean, the nine-eleven news story went on for about 
to this day, I still feel like some, <laughs> that, some channel will still be covering it live. But uh, no, I totally agree. There's, there's, a, there's a hypocrisy. And a lot is to do with that. It's, it's to do with Western culture. Just yeah. no care. Can we, do we move this back around to, to, to the start? Um, yeah. how, how much does our, our power to vote have anything to do with any of this? Mm. Like, yeah, well, that's you what know, I, you're talking about. Like everyone, I mean, I've I've seen a lot of people in being encouraged to go out and vote today, and I certainly have encouraged people to go out and vote in the council elections because right. it does. I feel like you've got to start with your community if you're trying to make a difference in the world. You know, at, at the very least, you can have if you have a, a nice community where people are all getting along with each other. Um, and aren't hateful and resentful of each other, then they can start working together to help the next set of communities, and it kind of works out from there. That's a more gradual approach, but but it can also help. Like if if you've got good education in an area, for example, then you've got people being brought up knowing things about the world, which is going to influence them towards a more, uh, you know, loving and peaceful. Absolutely. Generally, knowledge helps people well, you would imagine find things that, in I, common. And, and I think if you look at human sort of progression on the whole as a society all of us as a world we're getting better we're getting less violent on the whole we're getting there's still maybe we highlights of violence here and there but in general we're getting to learn to live with each other yeah i suppose if you're talking about the history of all civilization yeah i'm taking it for there yeah <laughs> i think it for there i i just feel we are, you know, that's the only way forward. You know, we wouldn't be, me and you wouldn't be sitting here, had, you know, yeah. The fact that we can sit ago. here and have this conversation shows like the tremendous somebody privilege we have to, as human somebody beings. Somebody learned to put the tools down and stop clubbing each yeah. other <laughs> and says, let's try and work together. Yeah, let's record a podcast. Aye, aye, <laughs> something like that. I've like, but like that, that's, but does, so for the topic of like standing up to authority. Voting isn't standing up to authority, and it, it, you it, you can sort of sometimes they will try to make it seem that way, like especially the smaller parties or or even yeah. just the like, like uh-huh. in our case the Labour, the kind of second party, or like stand up to these bullies, vote for us instead. Mm-hmm. But I almost feel like by voting at all and and you're giving a thumbs up to this system, which we know regardless of what the outcome is, we're still going to yeah, end it's up bullshit. You know, the, there's still a lot of terrible yeah, things going on, and there's still those bombs are still going to drop, and the risk of terror is therefore just going to. So increase. how do you how do you counter that, Mike? How do you counter the fact that your vote that you put away that they might might mean something, but in the grand scale might mean absolutely nothing? Well, I think that we've got to be doing other things. Like we've got to we we've got to be thinking. Like I don't think a vote is enough, and I think that if 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 you care about politics and the only thing you're doing about it is voting. At every election, then really, that's not even an, enough. And, and most people, a lot of people don't even do that. You mm. mentioned yourself, there's probably going to be a lot of apathy for the council for sure. elections. I, I imagine there's, I mean, it, it usually ends up being somewhere around 50% for general elections, mm. people that, that can vote and don't, yeah. which is kind of ridiculous. Um, well, I, but I, it shows people are disenfranchised with the system, right? Well, like yeah, they, don't, for sure. they don't think that it matters. I mean, but even this, for instance, for this podcast, for instance, I, mean, I know for a fact there's a lot of people who will just no care at all because it's on the subject of politics. Yeah. You know, I know people who, who will tell me, oh, just, it just doesn't end. And I understand, you understand, I understand that these people are so annoying at times, you, know, you get so frustrated with the system. But you, but you to me, are a sort of stonewall Democrat who knows or feels. Uh, democracy will out the sort of you know the the, the, the sort of lovely Tony Benn thing about 
the power of the the woman that puts a wee cross on a bit of paper and can bring down a government with that one vote. Yeah. And I love that idea, and I think it's a lovely, nice thinking. But I'm too jaded, mate. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that kind of democracy is something that hasn't ever existed, and that's the the theory. But we we've been moving towards democracy from a system that was really undemocratic, where it was like. Uh, noblemen and kings and queens and yeah this this feudal system and they've sort of been adapting it slowly to become more democratic which is mm. good but it's not there yet it's still got a lot of this old hierarchical uh like hereditary stuff built into it as well as lots of other systems that enable the class system yeah. to continue which includes um uh a socialist relationship in this political class between the the kind of top tier of the media of owners of newspapers and mm-hmm. and broadcasters and political elites and oligarchs yeah. people that are like you know, of course but for this tran- this huge transformation to happen it would it would take it would need some sort of really strong um eye opener for the for the public i feel like uh, yeah i've got this i feel like government itself is sort of slowly degenerating where people are losing especially in america where I've, I've you know the youth are just so angry with the outcome yeah. that they feel well, fuck politics you know fuck this type of politics fuck you know this uh, one guy one woman controls everything system let's change government yeah completely well i mean if, especially if you're talking america that's not even the system they have like that's that's a system they're told that yeah. they have but realistically that's not there's not one person calling all the shots for the yeah. entire country that would be freaking ridiculous how could they possibly manage what that's that's so why keep the party going why keep the charade that, that, that that's the way it is i mean that's 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 what it is like it's all a charade it's a puppet show you know they, they don't want you to know what's actually the the decisions that are actually affecting the economy and and these uh you know that are having a major impact on lives of a large number of people are not the ones being done they're not ones that we can see they're like closed boardroom deals between powerful corporations and and political influencers Mm -hmm. and um the the parts that we get to see are are done for our entertainment you know like i mean donald trump is the best thing i was waiting for it to come here it comes um the best thing about him (laughs) (laughs) controversial (laughs) try to get his two calf the best thing about donald trump is is that he's he's kind of exposing what was always true anyway it's a stupid game like it's it's but, but what I felt was just a show, and, Bush, and they're like, you know, "No, don't let them know that they had it doesn't matter." Of George you know? Bush, you know, and I always thought I fell for Barack Obama at first. I generally thought there was yeah. hope after George Bush couldn't even complete a single sentence. Yeah, you know, this guy. Now I'm looking back well, at George yeah. Bush and going, "God, he was better. He actually respected the high court judges." <laughs> when Donald Trump gets told by the high court judges something, he writes on Twitter so-called judges yeah. <laughs> you know, like that he's no respect for civics or but maybe you know like you're saying he's exposing this uh yeah and and people uh, maybe people will start to realize oh who's president doesn't actually matter that's not how that mm. th- this that system doesn't actually isn't ever actually going to fix things in the way that yeah. they want things fixed um what it's going to come from is like a different type of different type of power structure defeating it and and at the moment, that's just going to be corporations, right? So, mm-hmm. corporate power is is been gaining, uh, you know, authority over p- 
political power for a long time, and and that's the next wave. You know, mm. that's that's well, really I mean, who Donald we've got Trump, to fight. Donald next, Trump's right? your is your sort of perfect corporate candidate. You know, yeah. he's, he's your big businessman, and what saddens me or what surprises me about Americans who voted for Donald Trump in that sort of like let's fuck the system, you know, like get rid of the old establishment, Clinton, and all that. I but he is the establishment. Yeah. You know, like th- that's what blows my mind is that they fall for him. They actually fall yeah. and think this is the way out. And it, this is a point I wanted to raise for a long time is it, it happens in Britain all the time. People go, Right, this is a protest vote, we're gonna go this way or that way. But for some reason they always seem to go towards the right. So <laughs> they always vote for UKIP or they always vote for uh what, you know, give me some uh, the BNP, BNP, you know. Yeah. You've got these types of I never see this sort of Right, let's all go against the establishment and go vote left, and let's have this socialist, lovely planet that we can sort of. It's always a sort of go to the right, and you can see it in Europe now. Mary Le Pen, for instance, is coming up, and there's a good chance. I'm already feeling she's going to win it. Mm. I just there's this Trumpism thing that's going uh, maybe on. it's maybe it's got to do with anger. If you're feeling angry at the system, then you want to do something about it that involves blaming somebody oh, sure. and creating a, a, a an enemy and being like things are screwed up because of these people and mm. and populist rhetoric like stuff that the UK and BNP come out with where they're like it's because of the foreigners mm-hmm. like that's appealing to people because they're like I don't know that many foreigners I live course, in like yeah. you know little small, England little England yeah. um and you know those they do things differently like they must be like it, it's 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 appealing to have a simple answer like that and, mm-hmm. and that's why it grabs and when you're angry uh, because you don't feel like you're represented by the political system and that it's making any real influence in your life, the thing that's replacing the idea of community that you're supposed to be experiencing, then, uh, you know, you don't turn necessarily to peace and love. You don't turn to, like, we should all get along with each other. You're angry, so you're like, who can I fuck up? Yeah, where's like, like, the local gun store? Yeah, yeah. It's, or, it's a or, strange you know, thing, which, though. Which, um, small uh, underrepresented community yeah. can I hate can I, I, well I feel I feel as much as I was with Obama I feel the the right of America will feel the same with Donald Trump that at first they thought this guy's going to be different he's going to lock up Hillary Clinton and right away he's not you know right the first thing one of the first things he says was you know no she's had enough trouble you know I think regarding that Hillary or Donald Hillary was just Hillary was just the worst possible candidate you could have possibly picked <laughs> to go against that guy, that wee orange guy. He's the, he's the most. She she was just so tarnished and and she was she represented the elite. She represented the Clintons that had already been there. And the, you know, I could, I'm I wouldn't have voted for Hillary Clinton. No way. You know, it, she just wasn't right. Bernie Sanders was... It? Yeah, well, I mean, in that election, you probably didn't have the choice if Bernie Sanders would yeah, have gone with one of the third parties. I mean, I probably would have. I, third parties in the US are certainly... Like, nobody's ever going to take them seriously until people actually start voting no, no. for them. So oh. start somewhere, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and 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 definitely the, the Libertarian Party had... Well, you yeah, know, I might not support. agree with everything no, they'd have to say. I but, like Gary Johnson. Um, yeah. He just made an asset when he he didn't know what an ele- what a level was, yeah. he, he, and that was just a wee mistake. But that guy, but like, would you expect Trump to be able to no, know those kind of no. things? No, like, I don't expect Trump to know anything. Trump came out the other day and says, "Why was there a civil war?" This, <laughs> truthfully, this is a this is a headline. Check it out. 
why was there a civil war? He's basically insinuating that, that there didn't have to be a civil war. For some reason, he's, he's got his mindset on this guy, Andrew Jackson, who was the seventh president of America right. just before Abe, and he thinks he's like Andrew Jackson for some weird reason. I've never heard of Andrew Jackson. He's I've heard like, of him. I don't really know he what just, he's known for. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, he fought a dirty campaign when Donald Trump says I'm very like him, and if Andrew <laughs> Jackson was in charge, there would never have been a civil war. Implying... Alright, so uh, slaves would have remained slaves. <laughs> he, he comes out every time. Every time I hear him, I, I think, did he just say that? Do you know what I mean? Like the, the terrorist attack in Flor- uh, Sweden. Oh, last night. Last night it was a terrorist attack in Sweden. And it turned uh, out he just made it yeah, up. he just made it up. Yeah. It just, and then, but he'll say it and, you know, there's a, a, a great amount of people who will just take that as, as gospel. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I feel like if you if we talk about Donald Trump too much, we're really not actually talking about politics. No, we're I agree. About I think TV Donald Trump pretends yeah. to be politics. I think the, 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 for me, the full stop on Donald Trump is that TV land voted in its uh, its biggest TV personality. Yeah, and they got what they want. So we'll go back. We'll go back to the local time, the British Britain, Great Britain. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, okay, so England. What happened? What is going on? I'm, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm and people are just got the the wool pulled over their eyes by the fact that these all these big institutions are perpetuating the exact same narrative, um and and people are buying into it because they don't they don't they're not creating you know I, I guess they're not thinking things all the way through mm-hmm. and and they're making you know when certain arguments are presented it's there's kind of a confirmation bias like these guys are already in power therefore. It must be so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I seen that with a guy the other day who was on Channel 4 News being asked about it and uh, he says, oh, I like Theresa May. And, and he said, why? He says, oh, well, she's in, isn't she? She get voted in. And his <laughs> wife corrects her and says, no, no, she, she didn't get voted in. He says, oh, well, she's there. She's doing the job. <laughs> and it's sort of like the status quo, just you know, yeah. just keep it going. Yeah, people are naturally resistant to change. And I this think. is, you know, these are people who have modest means. You know, these are people yeah. who are, are struggling to keep well, well the class system has a lot to do with it right like oh, absolutely. so people uh, especially even people who are like proudly working class is kind of part of the problem because that just just ascribing to that means that you're encouraging the class system to still exist mm-hmm. and and people that are um, aspirational of being middle class or try to then take on the values of the middle class and then they try to take on the values of the yeah. upper class and and so you end up getting everybody being fed that the ideological model you should be showing is what the rich and powerful want you to Mm -hmm. you know and and so everybody wants to own their own home and everybody wants to have a high paying job and everybody wants Mm -hmm. multiple cars and lots of property and everybody wants to i guess to to be known in their local community and and money talks money talks a lot and i was you know um i was talking to a friend uh i won't say his name in case he's embarrassed but he um he 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 proposed to me that if I gave you a million pound, you'd sell your friends out like that. You'd just sell them out. And I, I said, no, no way. And I thought about it, and I've really thought about it, and I've thought about it. And he's, he's, he's pretty certain that no matter what money talks for him, that's, and I understand for, um, that that way of thinking, but for me, I don't, I, I wouldn't sell my friends out for any money in the world. Yeah, I, I'm saying this right now. <laughs> But I don't think I would, and I don't. I don't know about yourself. I don't think you would either, because what would it? What, why? Why get to the top financially if you can't be yeah. there with the people who were with you? Yeah, that's, that's true. And and but that 
we're able to make those kind of statements because we've uh, we've because we've come from a fairly privileged background, being white guys in Britain, and uh, you know we've never had to make any really hard choices for the sake of our own survival, you know, for the sake of our own living. Like we've mm-hmm. uh, we we've never had to we've never had to think like I now have a choice between selling out my friends Aye. or like going hungry. And I don't know whether your friend has been in that situation or not, but uh, I, you know, we obviously can't understand that experience having never been exposed to it. So we have to kind of like. Well, you know, and I know that money helps your yeah. life. It will help you get through certain, you know, way of sort of past. But um, it's I, why a lot of the 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 people in powerful political positions are don't really have a right to be there because they don't under. They're making choices about something that they don't understand mm-hmm. at all, yeah, and especially when you go the wrong way about it and put like, I don't know, when they do things like when someone's in charge of investigating a, a pedophile ring and they put like somebody who's well known for covering up pedophile yeah, scandals no, in no, charge, that or, is a joke, it's or or people that are like known to be anti-homosexual and they'll put in charge of like LGBT committees, you or, know, on that subject, or with like climate change and they're putting right, oil execs, the in, new head like, of the Met. London Police, um, forgive me for forgetting her name, but she was in charge when Charles de Menzies was shot in the subway way back in 2005, mm-hmm. I think it was, something around there. Um, she's now the head of the London Met, and, and that she was in charge of that operation, that botched job, where a, a guy, for anybody unfamiliar, Charles de Menzies had nothing to do with his Islamic terrorism, but for some reason was caught in London in the crosshairs uh, of guns. And nothing to do with terrorism at all. Nothing to do with terrorism Islamic or otherwise. So that the person who was in charge of that has now been put in charge of... The, yeah, the London Met. So going into what you were saying, it, you know, you did think, well, hold on a minute, you know, is there anybody uh, going to say, wait a minute, you can't do that. You can't get that job after you've you've made such an arse out there. Yeah. You know, like, the, the, where are the... And like you're saying, they're putting people. Boris Johnson is is our is the UK's you know like foreign representative. He he goes about in behalf of us, and I couldn't find a guy who's less like myself to go and speak <laughs> for myself yeah. and my people. You know what I mean? It's very strange, very strange that we put people in charge of things that just don't seem at all. Yeah. Connected. Well, we don't like we. Yeah, we that, don't. That's the point. Like I didn't get yeah. asked. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I yeah, and people will make the argument that you are being asked by by yeah. get, being being given a vote in the elections, but like maybe that would be true if we lived in a democracy. A true democracy. Yeah. yeah. But let's let's remember that if you get right down to the base of it, we live in a monarchy, which is incredibly yeah. undemocratic. And yeah. you might say, "Oh no, we're much more democratic than a typical monarchy." Sure, but like this is yeah. a kingdom. You know, it'll, it'll frame ill. Can you imagine what's going to happen when the Queen dies and, like, everything goes back? Everyone switches back to singing God Save the King and it's all this, like, king-related rhetoric. Yeah. Like, it's kind of going to be a bad yeah, day for... for females. For women, yeah. yeah. Like, having it's not so, the best time for... Yeah. yeah. I mean, luckily, we've no, got I a think female right. prime minister. I think that's, a, terrible, I think that's a good point. <laughs> no, but I think that's a good point you bring up, is that uh, once... I think we're pretty sure that there's definitely a king next, isn't it? There's no way, yeah. there's no way about it. There's a king next. Right, yeah. I think you're right. I think that it, the sexism sort of levels will automatically. Yeah, we're, we're living under a patriarchy, and 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 it's an old woman that's in charge. She's the sort of. But when she's not at the helm, I think, I think there's a new male sort of, which I'm terrified. Of. I hate the sort of monarchy, and I hate uh, 
believe the, the fact that people have funded uh, for the public to live as rich people just blows my mind. Mm. You know, they, they talk about benefit cheats and tax scoundrels, and they're the biggest benefit cheats of the lot. Right. You know, like it's a it's an antiquated system that Americans laugh at us for that. Americans laugh at us for having a monarchy. Well, we know the benefit cheat thing is ridiculous as well, right? Like, because they're they're again they're singling out a small powerless community. Yeah. People that are now sure there are people that that are benefit frauds that are taking money that they shouldn't be. Um, according to our current system, yeah. if you don't believe that like poor people should just be handed money anyway, mm-hmm. um, but but even if you're going to start with that, then sure there are some people breaking the rules, but the amount of money that they're stealing from people oh. from the general public is. So much less than the what's not being collected in big corporate taxes or what's being like handed over to big corporations, corporate leaders and yeah. things. And it's a, the double standard is, is really sad. Like the, the bankers got away with so much in in the last few years, and they still do to this day. But yeah. they're getting away with so much, and it's, I feel with the public, I feel like they're all asleep at times. And they let they'll pick on the single mother with a child, and they'll pick on the guy who's not got a job, but. The, the, but they won't it's the way the stories are told, though, because like, they, they talk about big corporations it's, it's in a faceless way. Like aye, You have aye, to try and true. think about it like a person, like as if HSBC is a person, and it's more mm-hmm. difficult to do. Whereas if you can visualise like a, a scabby poor person in a, in a like horrible-looking flat with mm-hmm. a screaming child, like you're like, oh, that's a horrible mm-hmm. thing. Like Let's let's hate on that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I see that as well. I think, for me... For me, I'm the the opposite. When I, you know, you, and that you feel you, in your mind when you think of that scenario for for people like ourselves, you want to help the people in that situation in the bad yeah. situation, and it's the other side that looks so monstrous and ugly. Yeah. These guys and women that are in charge of the bank systems, mostly men, that are in charge of you know, and just just playing games with with your finances. Yeah, and, and the, I I think one of the problems is, I mean, we I don't know those people's names. Mm-hmm. Like the, yeah. I don't I don't. I mean, I, I try to take a policy, this is a really hippie thing to say, I try to take a policy of, like, not hating, in general, like, anyone at all. Ah, that's um, a, I'm a hippie as well, and I think that's a good a good policy to take. But, you, you know, hate- if we're going to single people out, like, if, if, if we're going to do the revolutionist thing and hang the bankers, yeah. like, who do we go for? I, I don't know if I, I would have to look yeah. it up. Like, no, I would no, have to start saying. doing some of research. Of course, because you can't kill the bank tails, right? Because it's not their <laughs> fault, right? Yeah. You can't even start with them, because that's not fair. Yeah. Uh, and because I, I don't think it's it's not David Cameron and Theresa May and like and Mr. JP Morgan, those are the people who have their their the horrible job of 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 like being the magnet for the hatred of people like us. But like that that they're getting no, paid no, well to 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 accept that. No, it's it's like it's a it's a straw man role. Like it's not, that's the point. Like it's you get blamed for a lot more stuff than you actually have any power to change. Of course, aye. And because we know this, this has been exposed for us by Jeremy Corbyn, there's a big difference to, like, Prime Ministers say this is what they believe, and they purposely give you that rhetoric that, that it's them as a person, because, again, mm-hmm. they're trying to capture your, this thing in your mind that, like, that's the leader of my tribe. In reality, these being decisions are being made by the board of directors of the Conservative Party, mm-hmm. who are, like, not even the same as the Cabinet, and the cabinet is being influenced by yeah. the policy, which is set by and the, you go the party, all the way up to the and, lords and who are what, like, the laws. And, 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 and Theresa May saying that this is what she believes is is nonsense because what she's telling she's telling you what the party has decided is the policy, and that's uh-huh. why it flips around. Like suddenly you can go going oh, no aye. general election. Aye. Oh, today there's definitely aye. going to be a general election. Like, and it's it's because that just 
she's had the job of, of telling people what other people have decided and pretending mm-hmm. that it's her own decision. And you see it exposed with Jeremy Corbyn because so often he has to go like, this is what I believe. However, we have talked to the other yeah. leading members of the Labour sure. Party and we're going to go this other direction. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel that like you see that in, that in Diana Abbott a lot, I feel as well. You know, uh, I see Diana Abbott on TV and she's, I, don't, I think she's Shadow Home Secretary for Corbyn's government now. Right. Um, and she is, uh, she's to a left for her own good in the Labour Party type of thing. So she started becoming more centred. Like, she's all of a sudden she, she wants to get strapped, Trident, but she wants to keep nuclear deterrent. So there's this, like, sort of double standard lie. Okay, it's just, okay. I think the truth is, if, if once you become the head of the Labour Party, the Tory Party, Lib Dem Party, Derasu, SNP Party, that you sort of have to, you've already sort of sold yourself out ten times there. You need to start buying your own shit. You need to start saying things or agreeing with things. If you want to be elected, that is, you know, like, you have, there's a certain sort of script that you have to stick to. And if you don't stick to that script, you're not getting in. And yeah. that's why I feel we don't ever see it. politicians that we that really do feel like they're doing it for us. It always does feel like they're why are they not on their side? We voted them in. We voted them in. There's mere cuts. Why? You know, it's just a... Uh, I feel with Corbyn that, that he, you know, he's, he's a guy with good integrity. I think he's he's a sort of dying embers of the dream that was Labour. And I feel Labour just killed themselves through the last few years, not supporting the Scottish National Party and independence supporting nuclear weapons these types of things they're not the people party anymore yeah. they're, they're not the, speaking on behalf of of the labor in the mm-hmm. country like yeah i mean they were suppo- they were they were founded on the notion that it was like uh the, the trade unionists mm-hmm. party you know mm-hmm. these honest hard-working people um but that kind of that idea of what is an honest hard-working people is is morphed now anyway because there's a lot less physical jobs and mm-hmm. yeah. and uh I had an amazing statistic last night that uh, by twenty fifty, something like fifty percent of the the human workforce will be robotic. So, oh, yeah. so that's what we're only what good few not that long away now. And uh, yeah, I think we're going to be all replaced by robots. Do you think politicians? Yeah, which means that more people have to end up working in in in, in at desks with computers. Yeah. Yeah. So what about politicians? Do you think we'll, we'll have a, like, RTD2 running for <laughs> Spangland by-election? Or... I mean, you've got to imagine it would be better, right? Like, what... It can't get much worse. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can it? Um, no, I don't know. Like, obviously, there's there's... What's happening is that particular people are using power and influence that they've gained, whether it's hereditary or through exploitation or something, to... to sap more power out of other people and, mm-hmm. and tell others what to do like that's what ruling is at the end of the day and um you know i you might want to people make the arguments that we need a government in order to uh have big things happen like you yeah. know in order to run certain institutions in order to make sure that the buses continue to run and stuff like that and it's like, yeah you need administrative organizational systems you need some people whose role it is is to organize other people but i don't know if you really need like rulers Mm -hmm. you know you don't necessarily have to define some people as like these are these are the top heads and these are the 
these are the people that are in charge of all of us. And yeah. You don't it, need to think about it that it, way. I mean, they're supposed to... Do you feel that all of that in general is antiquated? And do you think that this is a system that's sort of... Slowly but surely, people are just going to get tired of this strange... Yes, good. Uh, uh, they, they will. But it's not going to be replaced with our utopia. Anything it's, it's going to be replaced with, like, uh, uh, large companies taking more responsibility over managing countries directly. So we're going to... I think we're going to see, like, roads being paved by... By companies and you know like the this and sort of towns almost being owned by by companies and companies becoming responsible for pensions and companies being so you responsible don't for like disability care and the stuff NHS, like that. You, like, you don't have much hope for the NHS. No, I mean, I, I, uh, the NHS is brilliant, right? Like it it, it shows that it. There's a it's t- probably the it's probably the best of the British. You know, to me, the the NHS was the time post war where we went. Especially we look after each other, you know, it's, it affects, it also affects me if you get hurt as well, you know, like, yeah. if you get a flu, I'll get the flu, so it's best that we all look after each other, a good thing with it, I think it's probably, for me, it's like Britain's shining example of when yeah. we come together and do something nice, and it's so, it's getting so attacked. It's, it's, and it ties into me to the notion of human rights, like, I think that uh, what we need out of government... Uh, with a small g, what we need is um, people's needs. People's needs to be met, like not the stuff they want, just the stuff they need, mm-hmm. and that includes healthcare. Like we need, we need a system where everybody has access to healthcare. And under, you know, we're not escaping getting out of a capitalist culture anytime soon. Yeah. So it's it's always going to end well, up being something be with some like, do people have yeah. enough money to afford their own care? I mean, it's tested the, type of system that. But ideally, you want it. You want it to be totally. Yeah, you open. want it to be something that's covered. Sure. And and I would go and you know the same with shelter. Like people that don't have a place to live should have a Absolutely. should be given a place to live. Like that mm-hmm. that should be the sort of things that the Fundamental, government should be concerned about. Yeah. You know, they they shouldn't be there shouldn't be anywhere near as talk about secure about security. Yeah, like, oh, I totally agree. I think I think it's scandalous that we go through one of the richest countries in the world and. And you go through Glasgow, even Glasgow city centre, um, and you'll see homeless people every fifteen to twenty yards. Yeah. And it, it, there is definitely enough wealth yeah, in this country for absolutely. there to be no homeless absolutely. people. Absolutely. And Easily. if I was in charge, I was in charge. Right, the first fucking thing I would do would be right. Everybody get on a house. Everybody should be warm and housed and clothed. Yeah. That's just like first order. Regardless you know? of what drugs they're addicted yeah, to, regardless drugs, of how many children they have, regardless fighting. of how many times they've been in jail. Aye, for sure. Get them a home. Give them a give them a platform in which to go off on. You can't just it, it breaks give them up. a chance to build a decent life. For sure, for sure. And, and, and instead of investing in weapons that never get used and technologies for for war's sake, you know this. Oh, that's bullshit. We, yeah. These people could in it, which we know is not to protect you and you and me. Like, because mm-hmm. because again, we're not under threat. Nobody's nobody's invading feel, us. I don't like, feel like that that any sort of Islamic terrorist or any terrorist for that matter is going to come in any second and and shout Allah and kill us all. I, I have no fear. <laughs> well, that's 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 the only thing that they're be they're telling you to fear. Yeah, like, for and, sure. And so many more countries have it so much worse mm-hmm. because they're actually theoretically could. There could be invaded by a more powerful you know, country. You what, like, like that's something we don't even have to worry about. No, no, it's not a consideration for us. Yeah, the, 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 but for me, the, uh, like it goes as deep as this, and it. For I thought I wasn't affected, but I remember quite a few years back being. I was in an airport, uh, 
and in the airport I seen a guy going by and he was brown skinned and he had like a, um, a sort of Saudi princess sort of outfit on. You know, okay. like a, a, I don't know what the name of that attire would be, the sort of long skirt with the hat thing and all of that. And I, through my whiteness, through my fear, <laughs> I seen him going through the airport and I was like, somebody's seen this guy? Like, this, this, that's the guy, that's the bad guy that you've been telling us about. Like, somebody check him, he can't be coming on the plane with me. My own sort of... Yeah. Meanwhile, I think the 9-11 bombers were probably wearing jeans. <laughs> <laughs> probably, yeah, most likely in kappa taps or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree, it did, but that that level of fear, had, even in myself, I was like, wait a minute. And, and, I, and then I, I pinched myself and realised, oh wait, you're buying into this. You yeah. know, I've been on a bus as well in the city centre, and I've seen a guy scrambling about with his bag, and I've been looking at him thinking, hmm, is this it? Is it? And this is all, you know, basically American and British propaganda. It's what, what we're being taught to think. Like, and and here's here's the thing that would occur to me. Um, when when people are talking about ISIS, they they use the word Islamic or Muslim. Like, it comes up pretty fast. Mm-hmm. It's actually pretty much entirely irrelevant to the discussion of what they are. Like, I mean, when people are talking about the KKK. They never bring yeah. up whether they're a Christian organization. Like, oh, who's the KKK? Oh, they're a Christian organization that like take a really hard line in what the Bible teaches. Like, no, nobody true. talks about them that way. Yeah, that's true. Um, and you know, whereas you you don't really talk about ISIS without saying that they're Islamic, and it's it's irrelevant. Like they're they're hard up fanatic religious mm-hmm. people who are violent and military kill, organization they, they kill that, many, that torture many and kill. Yeah, yeah. Like and and I mean they're not. They're not restricting their killing to Christians. Yeah. And even if they were, though, it's it's still kind of irrelevant because the problems with them have nothing to do with the fact that they're Muslim. Because mm-hmm. it could quite easily be a Christian organization that's doing that. And, 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 there, and is... there are lots of Christian organizations mm-hmm. that go around. And, and I'm going to count the U.S. Army as one of them because, like, mm-hmm. talking about God is a big part of the rhetoric that's like, sure. discussed within the, that. Whole if you want full-time bullshit, I feel the U.S. military is where to go. You know, and the Pentagon... I heard the other night a stat that the Pentagon itself, just that building itself and what it, it doles out, is, it, it gives more pollution than any other institution in the world. Just mm. And it, the Pentagon, it, it, the American foreign policy uh, makes us all feel so... Uh, well, I feel angry about it. I feel angry about it and I understand why people get... I mean, if I was a Syrian and my house got blown up, I would be angry and I feel it's entirely justifiable to say that that person is willing to go and blow somebody up because sure. if you teach that person violence if you say hey this is how we do things it's going to come back on you and i feel for iraq and afghanistan 16 on 10 10 years on let's say 10 yeah, years I, on yeah, I, I we're don't... seeing it all coming out we're seeing all this sort of backlash happening but that that this is what happens when you fuck with other people. You come into my country, you're gonna kill my people. You're gonna, and it is very territorialistic and, and that. Yeah. But and when patriotic. it for sure, and it makes you want to be patriotic. It makes you want to galvanize the troops. Yeah. You know, let's fit. and why no? Because because you've got nothing else going for you. So I understand. It's like a the to me, some people say that it's a it's a bullshit argument to say the American and British illegal wars are sort of precursor for what we're seeing now. And I, 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 I think it totally is. I think it totally is. I think it opened this gate to yeah. sort of to, to make people angry, confused, and mainly you just you, know, you, you see Americans in Syria right now, and you're saying, what the fuck are they doing there? What is Syria geographically, 
you know, there was no... When's the last Syrian that came and blew up Enton in America? I don't, you know, I don't know any. I don't know. I mean, uh, well, because the the majority of the the attacks on America are by American citizens. They just are not reported as terrorist attacks unless they're done by brown people, in which case they find some way of tying it into ISIS. Or a black person. You've got that as well. Well, I mean, if it's a black person, it's not even reported. No, no, it's not. That, you know, the, the subjugation of black people in America, I think, is... Yeah. and they don't talk about class like we do over here in America oh, no. because their system is so much simpler. Yeah, like because it's like we have you can tell by the color eh. of their skin. I, like you don't even have to hear their accent or see what they're clothes sure. they're wearing. They're sure. Like you can, and, and there, there's you, more you can, blacks in jail in America than any other colors. And you know, it's it, it's very obvious to us for the outside world that that's blatant racism. When you yeah. see a policeman, all these horrid videos that you've seen. The, a police guy chatting the one day, next thing you know, he shot him and he's dead. And yeah. it, it seemed for some reason last year with the Black Lives Matters kicking out, for some reason last year, more so than any years in my life, I was seeing black guys and women getting shot. Oh, I feel like every weekend I would read the news and another, it was another terrible incident, Freddie Gray or Michael Black, these types of things just continuing. But on, on in large, the majority of people don't seem to care. Yeah. They just don't care. If It seems like so just take it quickly to take it to, you know, Palestine. Uh, the, the people of Palestine are living in a terrible way, like really fucking atrocious, atrocious conditions. But by and large, people don't care. And it's sad, I feel it's sad, but I, I don't think they don't care because they don't want to care. Sort of thing. I feel like it's like a sort of just living with their eyes shut. It's, it's an easier way for them than to accept the, the, the brutality of some of these places. And we're so we're so full of shit as well regarding or oh, a sad drop chemical weapons. Every government's got chemical weapons. Mm. You know, it, 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 it just, we're selling the UK government are selling weapons to Saudi Arabia right now to bomb Yemenis. You know, yeah. poor people from Yemen. Why? Why is that not getting spoken about? Why is Syria the bad guys? Why are we know the bad guys? Yeah, I think we're the bad guys. And and it's it's. It's pretty easy to see. It's it's all to do about resource control, right? It's territory. What money is that? Big what organizations have control over a particular territory? They want to keep it. And those relation they have those relationships with multinational organizations that are uh, make a lot of money of either oil or weapon sales. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, it's like what's Tony Blair was saying at the time of the invasion of, of Iraq was talking about it's all about the weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> yeah, 45 minutes. And then afterwards he's like, oh, well, I had to say it was the weapons of mass destruction to get everyone yeah. to do it. Actually, it was to overthrow this oh, it's regime. Amazing. Yeah, it still it's justifies like, it. The okay, still justifies yeah, it. He says, I what still what do you do for a living now, Tony Blair? Oh, right. like you get millions of yeah. dollars in, yeah. in order to advise uh, peace oil in the, companies peace in the Middle and East. how to deal was, with Middle East. Can we go back to what we were talking about no, at the time when you invaded, which is like, because I, I went along to marches against the, mm-hmm. those wars at the time and and, and I uh, I actually didn't I didn't believe that Tony Blair was actually doing it based on the fact that he was going to end up getting big checks from right. oil companies. Like, I wouldn't I would have thought, I was like, oh, people that are saying that are probably putting it in too far. They're just being paranoid. I mean, I don't think they're doing it for the right reasons, but I think he's just being misled. Mm-hmm. I think this is just too much, like, kind of peer pressure for being in that. 
I, I don't know, like you can almost feel for him. I, I can I can imagine getting that job and wanting to change the world and then having Dude, a conversation with that. George Bush where yeah. he's like, yeah, but if we do invade, you guys are going to have our back, right? And aye, aye, what, for are, sure. You know, and you're a professional ambassador and you've been like, yeah. have cameras on you taking pictures of you shaking mm-hmm. hands with them. Like, what are you going to say in those situations? No, like, that's going to be a difficult... For sure. You know, sure. and they've been so nice to you. They've presumably given you gifts. They've been talking yeah. about on stage about what an honour is and what a great yeah. day and, like, you're yeah. going to then turn around the and be... The special relationship and... Yeah, yeah. The it, pressures that... I feel... I, it's weird to say and, that. And, and to have those, oh, everyone behind you saying, like, make sure you have a, give I, a good impression. Like, this is really important. Yeah. We need to keep our bond yeah, because happened, of all the trade but, yeah, deals. That was and, a, a weird thing, the whole buddy relationship that, that was born this sort of... It's us in America. Like yeah. it was really cemented in two thousand and three, more so yeah. than before. It was still a, doing like Theresa May and Trump. Oh, like, they're getting aye. on. Like what? Yeah. what? I know. It's very weird. It would go back to Maggie Thatcher and Ronnie Reagan. You know, mm. like two of them. I'm pretty sure they were fucking. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was a lot of sex going on there. I mean, not very mobile, but I'm sure they were doing it. Mm-hmm. But there does seem this bullshit special relationship. Regarding Tony Blair, it's weird you bring him up because he's my. He's the guy I hate most. I, I've got so much hatred for that guy. And I'm not a hateful person like yourself. He's the one guy, I think. See, okay, see, okay. see if there's anybody in the world that's fucking Tony Blair to do what he's done in their lives. And he's been back recently trying to get back into British mm-hmm. politics. And I don't think, hopefully, the British people will not let him back. The, the, he's so mild over so here. I, I've spoken already today about the fact that I think, like, people in that position where they're said, oh, this guy is in charge of the whole country. It's silly and it's not true. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's just a, a way for us to try and relate to what's going on. Um, that being said, in his particular case, it seems like he had a very real choice to make as to oh, how aye. he was going to present oh, aye, that. Sure. And, and he was getting told different things by different people and in his party. Um, it literally Alistair came down to what this one Campbell person was going to say. Doctor, the, the, right. 45 minutes. And, and he could have, like, that that individual person actually did have an option mm-hmm. to move things one way or another. And, I agree with you about Tony Blair, though. I feel like I see it in his, I feel like I see in his eyes that at one point he generally believed that he was a good guy, that yeah. he was in the good guy team and he was going to help people. And then somewhere around about 2001 to 2003, he, he, I mean, he was a Labour candidate and he, yeah. he took... Britain to water. It, it, I mean, how many how many compromises did he have, have to make? Labour had to make along the on, road on behalf to power? of him. Well, yeah. not just to do with him, but and I guess in order to to appeal to the massy. See, this is the thing I feel because like, they have they've had to. People have been so sold by this gov- this 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 narrative, this I, like alternative truth that we get presented, mm-hmm. that that Labour kind of, and and this is this is everybody's argument against Corbyn as well, like. People people believe the narrative, so they need a party that will that will fit that narrative. Therefore, they have to basically present themselves like we are the conservative I, party. I, like, I, I they have to more, say that we're going to. I mean, well, well, Corbyn, for instance, Corbyn when he started, he didn't wear a tie, and and now he's wearing a tie, and even just that wee teeny bit yeah. of it. That's to me, that's Corbyn saying that I'm already not. I mean, that's how bad things are in yeah. this country that a tie. Can determine how people will vote. A fucking tie, you know. Like I, people in Channel Four News again. I refer back to that clip. We're not voting Jeremy Corbyn because he's scruffy. Mm. He's scruffy. He's scruffy. Okay, right. Well, if this is the sort of basis we're going on for people, I I feel very hopeless regarding England. Yeah. and this takes us back again to like voting isn't enough. Like no. is it, because that's engaging with this like clearly broken system. Everything about 
our political system needs to be reformed. And it you feels can't, like that. It feels the more people and, are and nobody's really well. Reforms get talked about a lot. Like it doesn't. Things aren't changing, and they're not. And and in fact, they're kind of rocking back in the wrong direction. Yeah, it feels like there's a serious a serious regression going on of of politics, yeah. uh, tribalism, nationalism, us versus them. So uh, there's a, a a strong mistrust in. I, I, in general, is I'm an I'm an insubordinate. You know, I don't yeah. trust the government, and I know you're the same guy. You, the government, you get. I don't trust government. Like it doesn't have to be yeah, our government. It's like, just government. There's just the notion. Like, where, I mean, I don't think you need. I don't think people need to be ruled on that kind of level. Like, and and so I, I agree. So what, what, what do we do then? I mean, what if, what what system are we going to put in place then? Yeah, well, I don't know. Like, realistically, uh, what you're going to apply to particular situations is going to be, you know, people will only accept small change. And so you've got to do something that's a step in the right direction rather yeah. than what, what is truly necessary. I mean, so... Uh, do you feel that the, the Donald Trump phenomenon was a good thing in that sense? And as you said, like, it's sort of... It has exposed a lot of the sort of charade. I don't know. It's hard to say like because it goes hand in hand with this kind of populist fascist rise. Aye. You know, like the, there's, there's a lot more people. I mean, more people are getting beaten in the streets in America. I've got, I'd, I'd imagine. Like, I don't have stats on that. Oh, in front no, of me. Yeah, we've got people. And you know, people's rights are being taken away. Like, it's especially stuff with women's reproductive rights that's been happening, and and the Native Americans. Mm -hmm. um, yes. Like, the, there's. Yeah. There's some stuff that I I I well, can't what, I can't I, I can't condone. I'm not, but 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 from what I was saying, like the the fact that it's it's making people re look at the whole political system is 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 good. So you feel we're changing? Do you think in a, in a, on a mass scale society starting to? It's starting to wake up in a way because there's a there's a type of global communication possible through the it internet feels now like that, that wasn't before, and a lot of people are a lot more informed about politics than they ever have been before. I mean, at least in in Scotland, and, yeah. I can't speak for the world. No, I know what you're saying. Uh, no, I think you're right. You know, there's a there's a feeling that there's pe people. Um, the Arab Spring could only have happened because of things like Twitter and Facebook being accessible to the people, getting told you know like X. No, don't get me wrong. There was lots of different things going on to cause that but through communication tools I think there, must, there has to be some type of system that isn't the system we've got in place in now that we could get working for us and it's such a mammoth scale yeah. you know it, that it's so hard for you know whether you start whether you start we're so bought into this sort of idea that oh we all vote for this one colour or this one name and this one thing keeps yeah. uh, things going for the next five years. It's such a strange fucking system. It probably worked, you know, like 500 years ago or something like that. It, it just doesn't really feel... When it was slightly fairer than yeah. the system they had before. And even then, the people that would be voting back then would probably have only been, you know, rich people. Or whatever. They wouldn't be, yeah. Certainly wouldn't have been any females or yeah. poor. It's all a lot of gerrymandering and bullshit going on. I feel the Scottish people's representation is... It, or your democracy in a, in a general election is complete bullshit. I mean, the the mm. the, the EU referendum was a, a a total sign of a country divided from another yeah. country. We, 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 yeah, the last general election was a great example of that too. And yeah. practically every seat in Scotland yeah. went to the yeah. SNP. Yet uh, they don't have they don't have proportional um, representation. Yeah, real and, proportional and they, representation. I mean, actual you know. 
we didn't vote to leave the EU, but we're getting taken, you know. That's not a democracy, really. That's, to me, that's not a democracy. I don't feel in any democracy that the people who... Well, it's like that you could you could then just make the argument of like, well, which way are you cutting things up? Because like, forty percent of people in Scotland wanted to leave the mm. EU too. So what are you going to let some of those people leave and others not? Like when you're talking about our people, now you're classifying that as Scotland rather than Britain, you know? And you're going to say, okay, well, where are we drawing lines on the map here? And can you know it it gets more complicated when you get into that? Like you you can't really say. Scotland wants to do this one thing and England wants to do this yeah. other thing because it's it's actually obviously much more complicated than that and it only looks that way when you zoom out and look at the look mm. at the primary colours yeah. of it all and okay. have like well I'm, you're you're totally right and I I support nationalism Scottish SNP right. nationalism for the cause of independence but regarding for that, the cause of independence yeah. as do I but yeah. I don't but, support but, but nationalism I've, I've, in general no not there I think nationalism's is the last refugee a scoundrel? <laughs> I think it's boring. I think it's bullshit. I love being Glas Glaswegian. I love being in Scotland. I'm thankful that I'm Glaswegian. I'm thankful I'm Scottish. I'm not proud of it because I didn't do anything to, to gain or earn that pride. You know, you, if you, if you, to be proud of something, you need to earn it. Mm. And I'm not, you know, I didn't earn when my man and dad decided to have sex. I didn't earn right. that. So I'm just, I'm glad to be here. You know, and that, that's what comes back to the problem with patriotism, right? Is that it teaches you that you're somehow special because of where you were mm. born. Aye, which aye. is like, it's another way of saying that everyone else is worse than you because they were born somewhere else, yeah. which is... Or certainly, if not worse, well, certainly different. Yeah. You know, just, it, they're different from... Yeah, in some way, like, less smiled upon by God or however you <laughs> want to put aye. it. Like, they, these are... And, uh... And, and that's problematic. Like, that's teaching you that there are better people and worse people in mm -hmm. the world, mm -hmm. and that you're one of the better ones, mm -hmm. and therefore other people are the worse ones. And, and, and that's how it makes it easier to for, forgive things like mm -hmm. um, wars going on, on in other countries and instead focus on, like, small aggressions yeah. that are happening. Yeah. In I feel with the SNP that they've, you know, like, and I think I'm the same, a lot of people are the same as me and yourself. Backing them in, in as much as for the Scottish independence. Yeah. Um, they'll they'll stance on a medical marijuana or any marijuana for that matter. To me, is is completely backward. Uh, and Britain, and when I'm seeing in America that, you know, and you know America, you've been to America a few mm. times in Colorado and things. They're so m more forward than than the British system. Cannabis is probably the most. I'll 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 I'll. I'll rephrase that it, it's it's a least dangerous drug one of the, the very few dangerous drugs in the world one in fact if anything it's a drug that, that does good for many people yeah it's, and and it it's it's still treated as a, a bad thing yeah we're peddled fags and we're peddled um alcohol you know cigarettes yeah. and alcohol less and less with tobacco at least like with the sort of they're not allowed to advertise it at all anymore. That's been kind of phased yeah. out, and the 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 warning labels on the packaging are growing and becoming more graphic. Yeah. And you're not even allowed to have them on display in shops now. They're like they're do and and this is something I guess. I mean, it, it's not discussed in politics a lot for some reason, but no. like there, it's been a very like decent progressive approach I've seen in my life in terms of like taking tobacco off yeah. the streets you know to like, me it's a ploy though i'm a smoker and i, I i'm i'm hooked i'm hooked yeah. but i don't buy that they're so willing to give up such a big lucrative thing i feel like the vapes are kind of 
that they're sort of moving over to okay, there. Okay. I feel that's well. I mean, I guess you know that five we, don't, we haven't sort of seen fe- in the the, the long term effects. Yeah, of vaping, I know. Yeah, it seems like it's likely to be much healthier. It must be yeah, just, just on the just involved. on the carbon monoxide yeah. alone. It it's that, but uh, it just I it feel, I'm a smoker and I feel that it's it's definitely getting harder and harder and I'm glad of it. You know, like I don't like smoking fags. I think it's bad for you. I think it's a horrible drug. It really doesn't do much for you. Like. It, it might calm you down, but I doubt it. You know, it, it doesn't do much for you. Yeah, I, they say it, it calms you down if you're already hooked. Yeah, so I, like, cause it, yeah, because it, it does raise your it blood pressure. It takes down the stress that you would have if, from, yeah. if you needed a fag. That's right, aye, aye. Um, but this is like, that's obviously, drugs is one of the big things used by powerful people to control smaller, like, less powerful people. Yeah. And it's because it's the police can then break into somebody's house and be like, oh, look, you have this illegal drugs. They wouldn't do that in a rich person's house, mm-hmm. and even though that rich person might also have illegal drugs, but um, you know, they then have a reason to to put that person mm-hmm. away, and and you can see it in, happening in the U.S. where um, black people are four times more likely to end up in jail for marijuana possession than white people. Four times. Yeah, and wow. and it doesn't mean that four times as many black people are smoking marijuana. No, of course. Maybe more of them than white people are could be the case, but that's again going to come down to socioeconomic circumstances. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're poorer, they're not as well educated, they don't have as as much access to like uh, other activities that are going to keep their brain engaged, so they're going to turn to drugs. That's how drug addiction mm-hmm. kind of works. It's yeah. when there's not enough there's not enough else in your life yeah. that like to that will keep you. Uh, I mean, I going, just you know? I just smoke gas because I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I thought a lot of things and why do I smoke and do I do? I, what am I trying? Am I trying to hide things from people? I just like to feel the grass. You know, yeah. just like I feel. Do you feel like we're going to get there? Do you feel like there's going to be a day where it's not going to be taboo to smoke and buy? It's more likely in an in an independent Scotland. Yeah, that's how I feel. I think. I think. I think a lot of things would be different in an independent Scotland. I think that's it's it's actually really in- interesting. Because we're talking, our, our kind of general theme is is resisting authority, and and that often the the, the end result of that tends to be like a revolution, which yeah. is something that involves a lot of people getting killed. Like it involves like um, people so you in don't the street, be, you don't like believe literally in peaceful revolution. Against, I mean, it hasn't really Gandhi. You don't believe that you know that's. Sub- I don't know. I'm way. I'm trying my best to to. Yeah, it doesn't happen. Most of the time, it doesn't happen. There's been very few. It was few an exception of the rule. Gandhi was an exception of the rule. A non-violent revolution. Well, that's the point. Like maybe this, maybe maybe independence can can I mean, be a, not... the second non-violent revolution. <laughs> I think you're right. I mean, I mean, it's not it's not a it's not exactly a revolution, but it it would be it would have the same effect in a lot of ways. Like it would mm-hmm. it would uh, it would de- you know detach us from having to surrender our authority quite so much to yeah. the. The British government, although I, I don't imagine that we would be, I mean, there's still going to be a, a much larger economy than Scotland and mm-hmm. our next door neighbour, therefore the decisions made there are going to have a big impact on us here in Scotland regardless. No, but I think you're right, I think it'd be so interesting just to have our own say in things, or certainly more of a say than we've got. Yeah, the the, the way that things are discussed in Scottish Parliament is, is so much more... So much brighter and oh, so aye, much. Oh, for sure. I mean, the nuclear so much, stance it gives me great. so much more hope than yeah. than, than than you know listening to to the way yeah what you're hearing like, through Westminster. Yeah, yeah it's night These and are, day. I, yeah. I agree with you. It's like night and day. It feels like they are in a different place. It feels like they're in a completely different time. Mm. And you go to Westminster and they're still talking. It. I mean, they're, they're so backward in their thinking. Uh, it frightens me that the Tories 
the the one that really got me going recently was the rape clause, which is fascinating. Uh, you know about this at all? That Tell me about it anyway. The rape clause. Uh, the rape clause basically is if you have a child that's that you know it's today be child tax credits, the removal or, or gaining of child tax credits per parent, but you have to prove if you if one of your child's been if a born for rape like um yeah. I don't know if, it, if there was a term for that, born through rape, but you have to prove that by government yeah. in order to get child tax credits for that child. It's, to me, this is a Tory party, yeah. and they're, they're talking about things like this, and you've got the SNP who are talking about completely different forward-thinking feelings. So you're talking about people that are, that are, that are thinking, like, let's gonna try and get more money from the government by pretending that my child was born through rape. I know, that's... When actually... Yeah, that's, that's I mean, and the, like, what is the thinking? There probably is some people that, that think that way, but they're, like, compared to how upset you're going to make people that have actually experienced... One of the most horrible things that it's possible for a human being to experience. Yeah, for sure. Um, and to kind of make them go through, jump through that hoop of having to mm-hmm. prove it, um, like, that's that's... That's so much more. That's so much worse than just sort of a few people getting more money mm-hmm. than they deserve. Yeah, of course. And, and, and how how deprived and for somebody are people to think that that yeah that's exactly. the state of affairs that you would be so wanting of an extra fucking whatever twenty pound or fifty pound a week that you're gonna lie that, that your child was one born out of rape. Yeah. I mean that is how, how perverse do they think we are? You know that that is so far away from, like you said, Scottish uh, politics feels. So far away. It from almost feels like on. if someone if someone is so desperate that that's what they're doing. I they need help like anyway. Just give them the money. I, <laughs> that's how I always feel. I'm, I'm very glad you said that because I feel like you know you get these people who they'll say, they date with homeless people. They, they'll they'll differentiate between homeless and they'll say, ah, but you've got the real homeless and you've got the remaining homeless types, and they and, and they're just at it. They 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 put people out in the streets to get a treat. And I'm thinking, well, fucking hell, if you're in a situation where you need. To Go and beg, or even yeah. pretend to be begging. You're not in a good financial I mean, how situation. How is begging for money in the street? Like absolutely. nobody is doing that unless so, they absolutely no, have no. to. Nobody's doing it because they're lazy. There seems to be a thing where uh, that might be an attractive. You know, you've heard the argument, or uh, that some people like being homeless. That's that type yeah. of mentality of sinking into there. We, or the lazy people, or the you know, the, the, the scoundrels, and yet. Whether you're middle class or, or upper middle class, you only need a few wee knocks financially, and you can be that homeless person. And the next thing you know, you're yeah. You're and, wondering and what are these? What are these people really so worried about anyway? That like, if we encourage homeless people, then everyone will be like, oh, it's easy. You could just live on the street and not have to work, and people will give you money for free. Yeah, it's a strange well, thing. Okay, and you so you're worried about all of society closing down because people are choosing to live on the streets and just get given change. I know it's a, such a who are all these people? Do you I know mean, what I mean? Who are all these people? That well, think what this? happens in that situation is then those people will become the most par- richest and most powerful people in the country. So surely they would like that because they'll be the, the only ones still <laughs> making <laughs> I, money. I, I, I just and, the, and, and they get and, to and, choose which homeless I, people they give and, it and to, the, and therefore the, the they homeless have all will the be control. pleased because like, it's a socialist system and the money just comes <laughs> up and through and round and it trickles down and trickles. Down. It's a strange thing. It's a very weird thing mindset that some people must believe that, that homeless people will either want to live like that, haven't you tried hard enough not to live like that? Yeah. And um, drug criminalisation, I think, chimes into that big time because if we stop treating people addicted to drugs as criminals, 
and more of people that need help. Yeah. You know, I think that's a lot to do with the homeless situation. Yeah, people feel so likely, shunned. Yeah. You know, that, that you're a criminal because you're addicted to a drug. So, right, I'm addicted to cigarettes. Definitely, 100% since I was 15, I've been smoking cigarettes, and that's the government's fault. I'm addicted to a, a government substance, but I'm not scorned that. I looked at it differently. You know, maybe small scale, go and stand outside type of thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, if it's heroin or something like that, or, you know, it's your fault, it's your doing, you're the addict. And you know, coffee, you know, coffee's a very well accepted yeah. drug that everybody's stoned on every day. You know, <laughs> they, they, they take their drugs to get up and they do their work in the forest. They forget. It's accepted. Sort See, of yeah, drugs. like coffee and sugar, it's not like these aren't powerful drugs that have a major impact on our system and cause us, like, health problems later yeah, in life like yeah, it's sure. it screws people up and, and so do prescription yeah. drugs and so do recreational drugs and it's like it's it's kind of all everybody's all taking drugs like yeah yeah everybody's taking drugs you know whether it's in a socially acceptable form of drug taking or, or whether it's say uh, you know shooting up or something like, you know yeah. people will take drugs that's just a fact like, that's why they're here you know uh, i feel i feel like as you said with, with the decriminalisation of cannabis would be much more viable in an independent Scotland than than in the UK. Mm. I think the U- I really don't see the Tories being because like, I feel like they're more likely to put it down to um, an academic decision. They're going yeah. to be like, okay, well, what are the co- what are the the pros and cons? Yeah. Put it to a university. A university is going to come back with, well, obviously, alcohol should be illegal, but like. Mandy should be legal or whatever yeah. you know like no, yeah. and there and 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 it, cannabis is going to be one of the ones where they're like well there's tons of legitimate ven- medical uses mm-hmm. for it like mm-hmm. at, at the very least it should be legalized on prescription mm-hmm. so you only see that happening in an independent scotland yeah i mean i think there's there's a lot of things that i mean the, the sort of the sort of change that we need in the british government is just it, it, i don't see it being possible in our lifetime I mean, I, I wouldn't even know where to start when it comes to the American system, so I'm kind of glad I'm over here. But mm. like in, in Britain, at least there's there's a shining light of hope, and it's like that that things can be instantly jumped to a more progressive and and more enlightened and and um, even more socialist and left wing point mm. of view. That uh, kind of and I think you're right. I think instantly it's, it's is by a good like point. It, it's independence and yeah. and it's it's and, that easy. You know, it's just it's there for the taking yeah. if we really want it. It's, and we're close. We're five percent of the population away yeah. from having it. Yeah. Like last time it was counted. Twenty fourteen was great. I mean, I I I love the you know that was a great political experience to be there on the streets and and the the buzz. Yeah. You know, the, between young and old and people were generally excited that this the chance that Scotland can govern itself you know such a simple idea so and you're also talking specifically about being a protest and things then like marches mm-hmm. yeah um and which is seen as kind of a classic example of like how you can stand up to authority and, and things and but but i've also heard people talk about how it's um it's, it's kind of a waste of time like you're getting in people's way you're just slowing things down there's a there's a real organized political system for people to engage with and you're you're kind of ignoring that and just standing out in the street and waving a banner mm. and hoping that that's going yeah. to fix something and and i can see that argument i don't know what's what's your take on that like um, I t- yeah i know what you're saying because i you know i think of the people that stand out uh, outside the uh, fast lane the cnd people and mm. they've just camped out there all the time and i do you know and i've been we met on a march uh an anonymous march that showed you how yeah, fucking yeah. anonymous it was <laughs> but we met there lift up your mask oh how you doing <laughs> I, um, no but I, th- I, I think you're right I think there's a f- it goes into what I was saying just before we, we were all 
here talking on air uh, about unionism and it's anti-unions uh, and mm. people are being against it because they think it's you're inconveniencing me. How sure. dare you go and oh, strike what because that is, What it's about is like structures that have a, a, that can take care of people and are for general welfare but are not like not allied with the government and that is a threat to a government like mm. a, a, I mean a, a government's not really much different from a, a mafia family no. like they're, they're they're saying like we are the bosses of this they're much more effective they're much and more we're effective. going to enforce that with violence and uh you know and if you don't pay up if you don't pay your protection money yeah like, say, we're going to call but, it taxes yeah, you'll then fucking you'll, know about it yeah yeah you know and, about and, it it's literally they're taking away your freedoms. They'll put you in jail, um, which is like not a hundred miles away from we'll break your legs. You know, like it's aye, aye. it's 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 the same thing effectively. Mm-hmm. It's just done on a much larger scale, mm-hmm. um, and and you find in systems that do have an established criminal organization that like a lot of people are perfectly happy and compliant with it. They're just like, oh yeah, that's Don whatever. He's like the boss around here, yeah. so we give him presents. We go to his family's wedding, and aye, and, and he takes care of us. Yeah, like he helps the community, yeah. and, and it's hard not to be. If you're born into that system, it's yeah. very hard. And to, you know, he, to if he's making play. enough money, he probably does help out the community. People come and ask for favors, he helps them out, and that's that's a community taking care of itself. That's mm. that's a society. That's a system that actually doesn't need a government. You know, like mm. uh, uh, that's it's um that and and. It, they're, they're still like they're going to enforce that with violence mm. but then so is a much bigger government organization they're going to be able to do it without knowing your name without mm. with, with it being more anonymous and therefore it can they can close their eyes to the the real impact of it you know it's so how do you feel about i'll take this a good segue into um data collection for the government's upon us and how it's just becoming pretty much impossible to stay after radar to the point yeah. that we feel that these we um, webcams here have uh, been told by Edward Snowden are totally accessible to anybody <laughs> at any time. I yeah, there's like famously there's a picture of a what's his name, the Facebook guy. Zuckerberg. What? Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. Uh, he he. There was a a, a a selfie he took at one point, and there's like a tape over the camera on his right. on his wow. computer. Wow. <laughs> like, I mean that's. Well, so how do you feel about that? If you look, how do we get away from being monitored, or do you feel like people are just going to take monitoring in again? Like, yeah, it's 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 kind of I don't know, I don't know, I don't have good answers for you on that, but it it does get me thinking about who you're choosing to associate with, like the sort of stuff you write on social media. I mean, I put up political things on social media, obviously, and I'm trying to influence people's decision, but like, especially with people with the rhetoric becoming talking about. Uh, people that are in supporting of independence and is starting to say that's like radical thinking. Yeah. Then it's a step away from saying that that's yeah. terrorism. You no, know? for and, sure. And, yeah, it's good. You know, it's it, it's kind of putting you into a classification of the way things are talked about. That mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It it I, I feel like sometimes that um, I I, I worry that at some uh, dystopian point in future things that I have said online are going to come back or groups that yeah. I joined and stuff Aye. will be. There'll be some kind of the equivalent of like what was it the Unamer- uh, Committee of Un-American Activities or the Joe Joe McCarthy it, thing? Oh right, the McCarthy witch hunts. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh no, I know what you mean I totally. I yeah, think. and you know people because they I had t- been friends with somebody who was homosexual. Yeah, that, that was that, 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 that meant that they were part of a, a, a communist organization, which was which could have easily just been like a charity that tried to help yeah. the community no, so, and a social know, welfare. So if you want to try and work out who you are. 
don't ever read your own Twitter uh, profile, don't look back on tweets, because you do wonder, like, you see yourself and you see, like like you're saying, just, you might put a bit of support for that, or Facebook, you know, you're backing that, share this, share that. And Yeah, if people, someone's trying to put together a catalogue of, of material that would, like, describe you as a threat to the country... Oh, it's like, all there it, for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there. For people like you and me, Yeah, the, the there, file's you know? there, like, big time. I don't know. And, and it worries me because, like, I do think about... We've been talking about um, a little bit about peaceful revolutions and stuff. It, if it has to go the other way, I want I want to be. I I, I like to think that um, if things really got to that point in this country, that I would be be able to fight on yeah. the side of, You'd be of in the right resistance. Be in the resistance, yeah, yeah. And, and fighting against like oppressive authority when when we get to the police state yeah. point. You know, but it's more when, than we are. But now. it's when that scenario is in place. You really just don't know how how you would well, react because kind of you're, like you're doing the barrel is, of a gun. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm already I'm already going to be forced to be on that side. I think because of how actively I've yeah supported certain. Oh, I, I know what you mean. It's there's a for sure there's there, there must be a dossier on people like ourselves. Well, there doesn't have to be at the moment, but they could still draw it together at any, oh, at I, any time. Oh, aye, for sure. And for the for the last, I'm so, sure nobody cares about me right now. But if 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 they were oh, looking for an excuse to to arrest me, then they'll no, find no, it. No, like, for sure. And and a lot of that, like you're saying, it's just you're sharing other people's opinions. Maybe and then you've got a place like, cause, and you're like in China it. or or in Russia where they can literally just identify somebody and be like, right, we need to put this guy on jail. Let's find some excuse. I mean, they could and and they could do that, it with drugs, right? Yeah. Like break into my house. For sure. For sure. Um, I don't know. They're, they're yeah. going to find some illegal drugs uh-huh. in there, and they could put me in jail for that. And and so long as they find some sort of excuse, I mean, it doesn't even have to be a good excuse to break into the place in the first place. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like, oh well, we've now found that you're yeah. guilty, therefore. And it happens, and it's happening all the time in America and the UK. It's that the countries use it a lot. You know, it's very easy. And and like you say, with, with, with modern media and what you post on your profiles. Uh, it's, it's yeah, no like, hard oh, to... this we are go- we're, because of this particular phrasing Aye. that counts as a threat to the government. Aye. Therefore, we can, you know, like Aye, you must be a Nazi, man. You, you they, know, they you can... said this, you said this in twenty fourteen. You said this. And it's and... not because they think I'm, I'm, I'm like trying to bring down the government because of it. It's like Ammo. they have some reason <laughs> to, to, to that they want to put me away. Then they can use whatever excuse they For want. Sure. Like it's so. What's the hope? Is there any hope, mate? Is there any hope? Um, well, I don't know. Like, I mean, that's the thing. Like, it's, 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 I, being in that situation, staring down the barrel of a gun kind of, kind of situation. We, we're that's so, true. we're so far away from it here compared to some other countries where that's it's true. like, you, you literally have to be scared of police. Like, I don't, I'm not scared of the police here. I've never even had any negative, yeah, uh, like, experiences I'm with terrified police. of them. I just don't like them. But I, I, you know, is it, I mean, even when I've been getting in trouble for things, like it, I, I haven't felt oppressed in that way, and and that's coming from a privileged point of view. And but but I've I've seen it happen. Even even London, which is not so far away, is seeing some of the the riots there and people yeah. like literally having to like, um, people literally like throwing rocks at riot police or, or getting beaten with those mm-hmm. like yeah thingies, like clubs, clubs, good yeah. clubs, yeah. No, I think um, of it, but why why is that the case? I, I look at police and I always say, well, you know, like. When it comes down to the bare bones, and it's us versus them, whose side are the police going to go on? The yeah. side of their families, or the side of the government? There's a particular uh, quote that I really enjoy that that seems relevant in this situation. Well, uh, who doesn't love lovely quotes? 
So this is Thomas Jefferson, one of the founding fa fathers of America. Uh, and he famously said, the tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. Right, yeah. Yeah, and well, I, I like that notion. I mean, obviously, it's kind of horrendous because what you're saying is like, sometimes people have to die in order for yeah. other people to stay free. Mm -hmm. um, that might still be true today, which is why why we're, we're talking like, I mean, we're, we're far away from like revolution in this country. Sure. But right. like, Not maybe that's the only way of getting the kind of change make, that we want. I mean, and maybe if people are pushed further you know, far enough, then they'll start you, to you know, come you, along. You say we're far away. I don't think we're that far away. You know, I think... It, it, well, I mean, I just, just think that the government are going to, the, the closer we get, the more backlash there's going to be and there's going to be things closing down. I mean, like, in, uh, in, in Hungary, I was talking to a Hungarian filmmaker recently who was telling me that over there you can be arrested for speaking out in, in, to, um, against the government. Or, like, if you go to a, a protest at all, then you could be put in jail, you know? Mm -hmm. the, if, if things were really that bad in the country, in this country, then they would start bringing in rules like that and you wouldn't be allowed to protest anymore and you would see a lot less protesters but there would still be some and yeah. then they would they would get into they would get into fights and 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 that's the kind of like well at what point do as a person like you or me drop off and say like look my life is not worth that i have a job you know i i, I have my family yeah, yeah, like right, so at, at what point do i give up this fight yeah. you know and and there's got to be enough people left at the end of it um well you're not at that point you know, no, we're and, we're and, far away from yeah. that, and like we've got this this potential yeah. peaceful revolution for happening sure. in, in independence. For sure. But it's like what I what I liked about this quote in particular is how you're, he's tying in patriotism and, and tyranny yeah. as like as part of the same thing. Yeah. Like, people so often talk about patriotism as a positive quality. Yeah. Rather than rather than it being a, a, a very strong use of tyranny. The, the, yeah. the behind the because banner this is, what we're this is what those those riot police are going to say is like they're doing it for their country yeah like they can't at that point say for they're fighting country. for the people for because country. they're fighting literally against the people yeah. they could say they're doing it for the greater good or mm. for but i mean in reality what it means is they are answering to a smaller a small group of powerful people yeah. instead of answering to the like and it's it, literally it's not a mob, us. like it's, it's not us yeah no but i think it's a good quote with thomas jefferson now and i think it it's so strange coming from one of the founding fathers if he had seen what's going on right yeah. now in America. You know, I think he'd be doing three sixty revolutions <laughs> in his grave. Just it's so different. He's, he's a really interesting political figure because it, it he comes he, across. Is so right saying he's non-religious as well, Jefferson? He was an atheist, uh, or a non-believer of some sorts. Uh, well, I'm not sure. That I guess famously he there was a reference to god and because he wrote the original draft of um the american what was it called the the, the constitution basic, the, was it yeah the 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 document that was written where when they first declared yeah, the, that they were the, going to be independent the constitution right the american constitution sure i, I think, think i think so the founding fathers written wrote up the constitution yeah what what interest what i find interesting about him is he seems uh, from what I know about him, he seemed rather anti-government and kind of self-loathing for the fact that he was born into the ruling class in the country and, and you know, got, got given yeah. this position of, uh, you know, he was a wealthy landowner and a, a slave owner, um, but he didn't believe in any of that stuff. Quite yeah. against these things. Well, he of... was a big supporter of the French Revolution. Um, and uh, Did you know it's my birthday? Today? No, the, the, oh, French, the French Revolution. Yeah, July, yeah, July 14th. 
Bastille That's pretty day. cool. Aye, aye. And well, yeah, um, the founding fathers seem so different and so... Um, I, I think he was let down by the fact that they had had what was... what what was and and it's probably a good lesson actually let's let's look back at when when the united states first became independent and, mm -hmm. and compare it to when yeah, like I... potentially what could happen to scotland becoming mm -hmm. independent um because because what happened immediately is they're like oh my gosh we've set up a system that's almost identical to the one that we yeah, had before aye, like, aye. The, the, everything the, we've just written about yeah. we've just we've, you know, we're the, not meant to do we're doing it they were they effectively started giving the president like similar honors to a king and yeah and the you know the original thought of it was basically that george washington was likely to be president for the rest of his life yeah like the they came up with that four-year thing after he stepped down after four years, and then like, all right, from now on, it's going to be the norm to step wow. down over four years. But but they were essentially going to going to ha happy with him basically being president until he dies, right. like a king, and then they would vote for another what so, would essentially so be another king. So basically, the system that, that they they wrote up was very similar to the system that the English they just kicked the English away. Yeah, yeah, and that's it's, always going to happen, right? Like, because because uh, that's what you know, and. Because that's what you know, but also because the people that lead revolutions, unfortunately, are also terrible people. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're politicians at the end mm. of the day, and they're going to get yeah. into those positions of power and going to be corrupted for the same reason as the people that were in there before. You know, mm. it's it's um, and 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 also because you can't make that just dramatic change because then it's like nobody knows how anything works. You've got to cling to some skeleton of what was there before. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I I think it's. But time it we need to wrap up, but I think yeah, yeah, I think it's very interesting and, and I think for people. Do you know, I feel like we've almost decided we're not ready for a revolution. Mm -hmm. it's, it's as sad as that yeah. might be. No, I think you're right, but it may, maybe it's not as sad as thing, because there could be bloodshed, there could be a lot of trouble, and yeah, maybe maybe it's better that doesn't happen in our lifetime. Aye, maybe I don't know. Yeah, I think you're right. I think any hope of revolution is. Pretty much no going to happen, but uh, yeah, the hope we have Scotland is independence. And, yeah, our independence. So we're trying to, I think, subconsciously try to get people who are listening just definitely vote independence. Stop letting these yeah. Tory bastards run our country. It's simple <laughs> as that. It's plain, alright. Don't need to talk for ages about it. It's that. But anyway, so I think this is yeah, episode Danny one. Car podcast. The Danny Carr podcast. Thanks for having me as a guest. Thanks for being show. my guest, Mike. Thank you.